people. And I was, I, was, I, was, I was up there, and I was standing up there, and I was like, uh, I'm not having fun. It, it was, um, I don't know, it was, it was, it was weird. It was kind of like I didn't really want to be there. It, it's, it's, I would have rather have been here with you guys. And, and uh, uh, I'm, I, I just, I'm afraid things are starting to be, cliche they're starting to be you know conferences are you get as many as people as you can you get the best speakers you can find and everybody has a good time and I'm like okay but I, I'm just kind of tired of it I just want the presence of God everybody say amen and so I don't need a band I don't need that I, I don't need a bunch of people singing I don't need that I'm gonna tell you the truth when I was doing campus ministry, where a lot of times they didn't even have music, those were some of my favorite times because it was just coming to the room and let's see what God does, right? And so it's like I'm just so uh, tired of, of, of just the norm. And so I got down and, and, I, and, and people were like, oh, you did a great job. And I'm like, I didn't feel like I did a great job at all because I really didn't even want to be there. I would rather have been here with just my little click, just learning about Jesus. Everybody say amen. So I am glad to be back. Now, Double O, you better find me someone to read. Who's going to read? Kimberly. Look at that look. Kimberly's reading. Get her, get her a microphone. We're going, <laughs> we're going back to what we did at the gym where Kimberly was my reader. You guys know I get lost. You better set that stuff up. Everybody, while she's doing that, we're going to Matthew chapter 11. Now, Thanksgiving is coming, right? And, and what I'm most thankful for is the Father. Now, this is not a Thanksgiving message, but I can blend it in because everybody needs to be thankful of the Father. I'm going to tell you why. You have God who is to be reverenced and feared. Everybody say amen to that. Is anybody here afraid of God? I am. You guys not afraid of God? Oh, okay, okay, they are. You guys made me nervous. I'm like, what church am I in? And that, and that fear that I have is the is ultimate respect. It's not necessarily I'm afraid he's going to send a lightning bolt up my butt. It's, it's more of a fear of respect. I, I really respect God. When Moses came up to God, Moses uh, uh, at, the, at the burning bush, he walked up to God and God says, don't walk up on me with your sandals on. This is holy ground. So I'm talking about the guy where when Isaiah went into the temple, he says, man, I am unholy. I'm talking about the God whose his presence makes you nervous. I'm going to tell you why. Because God did stuff like this. God had the ground crack and had people fall in it. God caused plagues. God stopped the sun. God told Joshua to go into Ai and destroy everybody. See, we're talking about the Father is one thing, and then God is something else. So I thank God for the Father. See, if we only look at God as being God, you're going to miss God. You're going to miss what Jesus did, because Jesus came to present us to the Father. He, began, he came to show you another side of God. So think about it. Jesus was so good at it, and he was so particular about it that what is, what is the Lord's Prayer, which is actually the disciples' prayer, how does it start? It starts by saying, our Father, not our God. 
And if you look at the Bible, Jesus never called God God. He only called him the Father. He called him the God one time when he was on the cross. He called him God once. All of the statements he made, it was always the Father. Everybody say the Father. Father. So I want you that when you, when you pray, it's okay to call God God because he is God. But my thing is, when I pray, I always pray to my Father in heaven. Because that's how Jesus instructed us to pray. So if we only look at God as being God, we'll miss something. We'll miss him as the Father. Now, me being a father, this, it helps me understand my Father in heaven. Because if I think about it, I think about it. Okay, I, go, I got two daughters, and they're both, they're both grown, even though all kids act like 14 at different times. <laughs> For instance, every, I don't see how Courtney has any socks. Because whenever she washes, I go downstairs, and there's single socks all over the place. And I'm like, how did, she don't have any matching socks. I guarantee your socks now don't match. No. <laughs> see, because she loses socks all the time. So even though your children are grown, they always end up being your children. Everybody's got children that are grown, say amen. Amen. But it's like, uh, 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 I think about something. With my daughters, I kind of, I know I'm the father, but my father instincts kick in when they need me. So think about it. It's times when you need God, and that's the automatic instinct of him being your father will automatically kick in. And then, so with Julian, it's different because he's, he, he's, he's, he takes more, he needs more care. So I always, I, I'm always in father mode with him. But with my daughters, I, it, it clicks on. I, even though I'm always the father, it clicks on at special times. So when someone says, aren't we all children of God? I go, yeah, by creation. Meaning that God created everybody. So that's like saying Henry Ford is the father of the Model T vehicle. He, he created that vehicle. So he's the father of automotive. The father is, he's the creator of all, but we're not all his children. Right? And if, you, and if someone says, well, we're all God's children, tell them in creation, yes. But the Bible is clear about who is his children, who his children really are. And if you look at Matthew eleven twenty seven, Kimberly, this is Jesus. He says, all things have been committed to me by my father. You see that? Yep. Come on, Kimberly. And no man knoweth the son but the father, neither knoweth any man of the father. Save the son. And, and he's saying, no one knows me but the father, and no one knows the father but me. All right? And it says, except those whom the son chooses to reveal the father to. What does that mean? I'm, we're going to do Bible study today. It means that Jesus had to reveal the father to you. And I love what it says, and this is where we should be thankful. He says, I re I, to the people I choose to reveal him to. So that means that you, personally, Jesus says, I want you to know who the Father is, and I'm going to reveal him to you. See, not God, but the Father God. So here's your big brother, which is Jesus, everybody say amen, amen. going, okay, now you're adopted, let me introduce you to Dad. And the way he is and the way he moves and how he thinks. 
because all you know him as is God. That's not bad, but that's not total. And if you only see him as God, you will miss an aspect of your, of your relationship with God that you definitely need. You have to see him as father. The beauty of it is Jesus, cho he's choosing to reveal the father to you. He doesn't reveal the father to everyone. And how do we know that? Look at the world. We're all creation. We're all the children of God by creation only. But there's another way to be a, 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 a member of God's family before he becomes your father, and that's by salvation. That's by the spirit of adoption. That's by you becoming, literally he's giving you the power to become just like he looks at Jesus, now he looks at you. His biological son is Jesus, and now he biologically looks at you also through Jesus. You follow me? Bible study. So here it is. Here's the father, and here's God, who's the same person. But if you only see him as God, you're going to miss this whole portion of who he is, and you're going to really miss how he relates to you. Hallelujah, somebody. Go to John chapter 1, verse 10. John 1, verse 10. Where is it? There it is. Kimberly, he was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He's talking about Jesus. Next verse. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. He came unto his own, which were the Jewish people, but they did not receive him, right? The Jews rejected Christ. Not all of them, but majority of them. Everybody say amen to that. And so they, he came to his own people, but they didn't even recognize him. Come on. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of he God. He says, but some of them accepted him now, and he gave them something by accepting him. He gave them the power or the right to become the children of God. Jesus, because you accepted Christ, Christ now introduced you to the Father because you only knew him as God before that. And then so here it is. Now you're accepted. You have been actually adopted. He's given you the right to have all the rights that he has. Now you have. That's like you being adopted by someone rich. Legally. Say, say you're born of a, 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 out, of, out of some problem happened and you don't have parents. Maybe your parents, you know, gave you away or whatever. And then some rich man comes and adopts you. And he legally adopts you. So now you have all the rights of a rich person. It's quiet. You guys follow me? Yeah. So now because the father has adopted you, Jesus says, I'm giving you the right to. Now you are a child of God. So that erases that whole we're all children of God thing. So that means your local uh, 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 murderer is not a child of God. Even though he's, God loves him by creation. Everybody say amen. Amen. So that means that Hitler is not a child of God. Even though God loved Hitler by creation. Mm. But the only children of God is the ones that are from Jesus. And Jesus goes, you know what? Now I'm giving you the right to be the child of God. Verse 13, they became God's children, but not the way babies are usually born. 
It was not because of any human desire or plan. They were born from God himself. That's what the statement means to be what? Born again. You're literally born into this other situation and this other family, and now this God of yours, who is God of your, of your creator, your creator God, has now become your father in heaven. Jesus says, when you pray, pray our father. Everybody say amen. 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 So who do you pray to? You pray to God or you pray to the father? You're not wrong either way. <coughs> but what I'm saying is the intimacy of your father when you begin to really understand and accept him as your father in heaven, doesn't it change the dynamic of who you're talking to? See, because my children can't do anything to make me stop loving them. I mean, they can, they've done some close stuff that was close. <laughs> they stuff, they've done some things that put me on the border, but it's like there, there's no thing that's going to make me stop being the father to my children. Now, the Bible says, me being evil know how to do that. So how much more does your heavenly father? So now when you fall and you make mistakes, and you, which we all do. Everybody say amen now. Amen. It is easier for you to get back up when you look at him as your father. Because what is your, because your father is going to always love you. Your father is going to forgive you for things that he just forgave you for a month ago. You, your father is going to, you're going to, he's, he's going to punish like a normal father. Everybody say amen. Amen. But the beauty of it is, as soon as I get on, I use Julian, as soon as I get on Julian, I always come back with love to let him know that I'm not continuously mad at you. I, I had to fix that, but I love you, dude, and now we're back to normal. But you do that again, I'm going to slap you again. Hmm. Everybody say amen, amen now. So when you begin to look at the Father, not just God, but God the Father, it helps you. Because when you feel low, his instincts automatically kick in, so he's there for you. When you are in need, his instincts already kick in, he's there for you. Just like we have great parents in here. God the Father is way better than you. So when you don't know how something's going to work out, when you don't really know what you're going to do tomorrow, that's when, that's when my daughters call me. See, see when everything's normal in their world, I'm, I'm the father, but they're kind of normal. But my instincts kick in when Courtney has a problem. My instinct kicks in when Keandris has an issue. And so that what happens. Then they go to the father, and then now I have to, and they think I can fix everything. And I act like I can. <laughs> to give them hope. Even though sometimes I go, I don't know what you're going to do. But I'm going to come up with something. Everybody say amen. Amen. Because why? Because I'm your father. So you got this father in heaven. Doesn't it change your dynamic of how you deal with God? You, you still reverence him as being the, the God who, who, of creation, who spoke everything into existence, and the one that is so holy and high and lifted up, you can't even really look at him because he's that bright. But on the other hand, you, you understand, Jesus says, I got to come bring you this other aspect of God that'll bring the closeness that you need with him. 
So he will no longer just be this guy up on, the mount, on Mount Zion. He will now be this father who is with you every day. You wake up with him. You go through your day with him. He's always at your access. You are, he's always accessible. You can always reach him. Jesus came to, to do something, to redeem us back, yes, but he also came to show us the love of the Father, and he came to reveal the Father's heart. He said, and we go, no, we're not. Um, he says, listen, you're not born of natural. It's, it is through God himself. Now you are a child of God. So keep looking at him as God if you want. If you don't begin to look at him as Father, though, you're going to miss a whole lot. And, and in your time of need, and in your time of struggle, and when you fall and make mistakes, and when you fall into sin, and when you just do things the wrong way, and when you don't handle things correctly, it helps you come back quicker because though Julian knows I am mad, he knows, my, he, knows he can come back to me later and I'm going to be fine. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. Let's go to the next one, Karen. Please. John 17, 24. Come on. Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am. He says, listen, Lord, I pray that everyone you've given to me, they will be with me and they will be where I am. Come on. That they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. He says, so, so they can see the glory, because see, you love me before anything in this world was, was, was created. And God said he's loved you before you were even created. Everybody say amen. Amen. Come on. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. So listen, Kimberly, he's saying, Father this, Father that. See how he's talking to God? Father, you are the one who always does what, what is right in verse 25. And it's, it's translated. The world does not know you, but I know you, and these followers of mine know that you sent me. Verse 26. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. He says, I showed them what you are like, and I will show them again. Then they will have the same love that you have for me. And I will live in them. Here's Jesus going, Father, Father, Father. Who's he talking to? He's talking about the God of creation who through creation loves everyone. But he, then he brings it more intimate. He's saying, Father. And you go, I know, but he was Jesus. He says, no, here's the thing, though. I'm showing them what you're like. I'm showing them through my relationship with you that they can have the same relationship with you. Not, not just this God on high who, see, because the Jews only viewed God as a mountaintop God who sat on top of the, this mountain and, and they, would, they would go to that mountain or they, or they looked at God as the one who was, who was the one that was uh, uh, expressed in this ark that they used to carry around. Or, and they would put it in the Holy of Holies and only a few people can go in there. So he's trying to take it from that concept of God, which is don't walk, don't, don't touch the ark, you will die, God, to now he's your father. I've come to introduce you to your father. You are now adopted. And so now he is God, yes. He is holier than holy can be, yes. He is to be reverenced and feared, but 
He's this intimate father who cares so much about you. It's ridiculous. So much so that he sent his son into the world to die on your behalf to take punishment that you deserve. That's like your big brother being spanked for something you did. <laughs> That's happened to me before. <laughs> We're in a room, and, and, and my brother did it, but I'm the oldest, so I got it. So here it is. Here's Jesus. He's the oldest. So Jesus is now taking the punishment for you. And he says, now, I'm taking him from the holy of holies where you can't walk in to now someone who you can approach at any time. Someone who understands you and he, and he understands me and I understand him. So now I'm introducing you to me and I'm going to show you me and I'm going to show you me as related to him and then you begin to understand who your father is. Taking him from the God who sat, sat on high to the God now who sits in your living room. Bible study today. Since we got so many people out. You guys follow me? Yep. So who do you pray to? Pray to God? That's not wrong. Pray to the Father. Brings another sense of prayer, don't it? Because right now, you need the Father. Amen. You, you, yes, God can do all. Yes, God can crack the sky. Yes, yes, God can, rocks will pray to God, but you need the Father. You need the Father who totally sits down and says, okay, Courtney, so what is going on? And let me help you get out. Everybody say amen. 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 Next verse. Oh, that was it. Oh, that was that it, Kim? Let's mm -hmm. go. First John, I think. Yeah. Let's go back there. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. So you want to be thankful. It says, listen, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God. And that is what we are. See, you don't, people go, well, I'm trying to be a child of God. No, you're not trying to be. You are. You, you might not be the best. You might be the trouble child. You might be the one who gets spanked all the time. But my thing is, you're still the child. Everybody say amen. Amen. You're not trying to be a child of God. You are a child. See, that helps your prayer life. Because if, you, if you're trying to be, you're trying to, you're trying to get to God on your own ability. And I'm telling you, that's difficult. So difficult that Jesus had to come and change that. Because everybody was failing. Amen. So here Jesus comes to change that. He says, no longer do you come to the Father based on what you do. You come to the Father based on what I've done. Everybody say amen. amen. And now because of what I've done, you are now adopted. So you are not trying to be a child of God. You are a child of God. Hallelujah. Everybody say amen. amen. The reason the world does not know us is because they don't know him. That's why your family don't get it. That's why your friends don't get it. They don't recognize you being a child of God because they don't know God themselves. They don't know your family. They don't know your history. They don't know your father. So if they don't know your father, then don't be mad when people don't understand who you are. Don't expect the world to understand who you are. Everybody say amen to that. Come on, gambler. Was that it? That was it. Let's go to 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 3 really quick. Above all, Knowing this 
first that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. It says in the last days there'll be some people around there who just do what they want to do, scoffing or, or making fun of what you believe and, and only <coughs> trusting in their own desires. Come on. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they and were from say. the beginning of creation. Courtney, you were there. You were little, but you were there. In the old church, they would always preach the return of Christ. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. They were scared of living for Jesus out of you. Because they were always talking about the return of Christ. And you better be a certain way. It's coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. Jesus is coming. He's going to crack the sky. He's going to end the world. I'm here to tell you that that is going to happen. And you know what the Bible says? It's going to come in a time you think not. And right now, nobody preaches this anymore. Nobody talks about, man, nobody talks about the return of Christ. We're all talking about have the, having the best life here. That's all people care about now is how do I have my best life here? Let me tell you something. Jesus came back in seven minutes. I'd be happy. Amen. Because one, I won't have to deal with tomorrow. Everybody say amen. Amen. And then I'll be in the presence of the most high. When those pass away who you know love God, trust me, they're good. <clears throat> they're good. You're sad because they're gone, but they're good. Because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So can you imagine being present with the Lord? What down here would you? No, I would trade. I wouldn't trade anything down here for the presence of God. Amen. So they said, Kim, do you want to die? No, I don't want to die. But you know why I don't want to die? For your sake. No, I don't want to die for my children's sake, because they wouldn't recover. No, I don't want to die because it's not time. I'm not done. But I'm saying if the Lord took me away, I'm good. Amen. I'm why? I'm a child of God. But they, but they always would teach. He's coming. He's coming. And I'm saying that was that was in the 1980s, and he still hasn't come back yet. And the Bible says there'll be people who tease you about it. So I guess, when's Christ coming? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Jesus is coming soon. Whatever. Hmm. Come on. Next verse. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. It said, listen, they forget that God did create everything. He did literally speak everything into existence. And how do we know? Mankind has created everything but mankind. Human beings can't make human beings. So where do we come from? <laughs> Science has done everything else. We can do a robot that parks your car. <laughs> I'm like, you just let go of the steering wheel and it'll park itself. That would make me so nervous. <laughs> they, they created, they created artificial intelligence for everything. Now everything is at a click of your finger. All the information you ever want is on your cell phone. Yeah. And mankind is at its peak of, of intelligence. But they can't make a human. Amen. And science can't figure that out. See, God is still, God is still, we forget that God is the creator of everything and we also forget that God destroyed the world once before. We forget about that, right? That he actually, remember that whole Noah thing? God actually did wipe the world out before and started over. And then he says, I'm going to do it again. 
I'm not going to do it by water, though. I'm going to do it by fire. Everybody say amen. Amen. It's amazing that we got, people go, man, mankind is so smart. We got all these nuclear weapons. You, you really think that mankind is really that smart? It's, it's, it's smart under the influence of God. God wants mankind to be at his most powerful when he comes back. The, the, and, and when you think about Armageddon, when Armageddon occurs, mankind is going to be at its military and intellectual prowess. It's going to be at, at the height of its military, intellectual, electronic, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it. Mankind is going to be so close to being self-sufficient, and then God's going to come and just clear it all out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great thing. See, because mankind is, mankind is going to be at its most arrogant. Yeah. And then the re- and then Jesus is going to return. He's going to ascend to the throne. See, they forget that he wiped out the world before. Everybody say amen. Amen. The world was destroyed by water before. He's going to do it again. Next verse. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Yep. Come on. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. Well, see, we got to remember, God has a point in time when he is going to send Christ back, and the Bible says that Christ doesn't even know. Only God knows. Amen. So it is a point in time when the Father will be, say, it is enough. Amen. Everything in the Bible is accomplished. My word, Therefore, my word is, all, is, is accomplished. So here's two things that are going to have to happen. One, the word is going to have to be fulfilled. God won't come back until the word is fulfilled. Let me tell you something. If you really look at it and really dissect it, most of it is fulfilled. And then the next piece, he says, no one knows when I'm going to come. I'm going to come quietly. We'll read that in a second. But he's saying, listen, another aspect of why I haven't came, why I haven't decided to destroy all this, is because I'm a father. See, and don't worry about timelines because to me, one day is like a thousand years to you. So think about it. God says, I will come in two days. How many years is Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of years. Everybody say amen. amen. So when God does the clock, you know what? I'm going to tell you why time came for your benefit. God <clears> doesn't, <throat> he doesn't exist in time. So when you, it's this old song that says, he never comes when you want him, but he's always on time. Mm, amen. And so in your situation right now, because he's a loving father, you're running out of time. But thankfully, your father in heaven has no sense of time. And one thing he has promised, that he won't let you fall. Amen. So here it is. I can see Daniel praying for 21 days. No answer comes. And then, Daniel, don't quit praying on day 19. What if Daniel on day 20 stopped praying? What, what, so here it is. Here's your situation. And, and don't stop praying right before the, the relief comes. Because your father has promised you relief. See, if you see him as God, God may let you fall because you deserve it. 
See, God may allow you to be punished. God may allow things to go wrong because you're not doing everything correctly. But if you look at him as the father, everybody say amen. Amen. Who loves me, my father in heaven knows me better than I know myself. And he also knows what I have need of, the Bible says. Jesus says, when you pray, don't pray stupid. Because your father knows what you have need of. Amen. So don't come to the Lord with, 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 with panic and worry. Come to the Lord with the confidence. Oh, the same confidence of when my son comes to me and goes, I'm hungry. You're always hungry. <laughs> we, we, we can get tons of food. Courtney, what happens in like 35 minutes? Julian's hungry again. And he comes with such confidence. Say <laughs> <laughs> that? What? If you say I'm hungry, I'm going to slap. He, your children has never said, can I have some socks? Because your parents know what you have need of. Amen. Jesus says when you pray, don't pray to just God. You have to pray to God, who is your father. Hallelujah. And then that prayer, hallelujah, somebody. Kimberly, don't be hallelujah yawning in the microphone. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> that prayer, everybody say amen to that. That prayer to the father causes you to respond a little differently. It also causes you to relax a little bit. Because you go, no, my father has this. Not just the God, because if you look at him as God, you don't deserve it. Because he's too holy. He's too mighty. He's too much. Everybody say amen. Amen. He's got other things to do, like run the universe. No, you have to look at it as the father who has now come home. And the father who is now just sitting in the living room in which you can have a conversation with. About your dilemma. About your situation. Now he's the father. You can pick up the phone and say, hey, Dad, you got a minute. With the same respect that he deserves as being the God of creation, but with the intimacy of the Father that Jesus introduced you to. So he says, listen, people saying I haven't, I'm not coming back, I'm delaying, but they got to remember, time doesn't, I don't exist in time, because to you, a day is like a day, but to me, a day is like a thousand years. Next verse. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. And he's saying, listen, don't get it twisted now. God is not giving up on his promise. He's not going back on his word. He's not being lazy about this. As you understand his slowness, as you're wondering when is he coming back. Instead, he is patient with you. Because this is why the guy, God hasn't shut this world down yet. Because he's the father of creation. And he still has people out there he does not want to perish. He wants everybody to come to repentance. It is not going to happen. The Bible says that hell has enlarged itself. It also says that narrow is the way. Everybody say man now. Amen. So everyone is not going to be this, but he's, they're not going to repent. But in his love for creation, he's hoping. So this is what God is doing. I'm going to give him a little more time. I'm going to give him a little more time. I'm going to give him a little more time. That's like us going one more time. Then they do it again. I talk, do it one more time. Then they do it again. Then, 
why do you turn on every light in the house? How many times do I tell you, when you come out the bathroom, turn the light out? Why do, don't you put that back in the refrigerator? Why do you keep leaving your water bottles on the ground like I'm your servant? <laughs> Why do you take your dish and just throw it in the sink <coughs> with food and crap still in it? And then they do it again, and they do it again, and they do it again, and you go, didn't I tell you, don't do it again, and they do it again. Now, me being evil, know how to give mercy. How much did your father give you mercy? So here he is. He's going, listen, my word has to be fulfilled before Christ comes. But we're pretty much there. Just some things got to happen in Israel, but pretty much. And then he says, I'm patient. I'm slow, not because it's not on my mind, but because I'm waiting. I don't want nobody to perish. See, because when I call this a rap, it's a rap. And then I'm just going to separate sheep and goat. I'm going to separate wheat and tear. There will be no repentance. It won't be. And then I'm going to allow tribulation to come on this earth. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is going to be taken out. So think about this. On the worst day here, we're still blessed because the Holy Spirit is still here. Oh, Imagine yeah. the, how the world is now with no God in it at all. You want to be here? Nope. I don't want to be here either. But that's what the world is going to be. See, the Father in his love for creation is going, listen, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I need to wrap this up, but I can't because some of you still need to repent. Jesus introduced me to them because once I call it quits, it's over. And it's going to be much suffering. Everybody say amen. amen. The Bible says the people going to want to die and won't be able to die. I look at this world sometime and I, and I say, God, where are you? And I think, wait a minute, you are here. So imagine a world with no God in it. Nope, thank you. You, you think the news is bad now? God is saying, I'm slow because I want everybody to repent. Amen. Because see, now God alone wouldn't be thinking like this. Because when Moses came down, he says, Moses, get down. I'm getting ready to destroy them all. And Moses has to go, no, you don't want to destroy all of them, do you, God? He, he, told, he told Lot, get, uh, uh, Abraham, get out of there. You better get Lot out because I'm getting ready to burn this thing to the ground. And then he goes, no, you don't want to do that. Okay, well, find me somebody holy and I'll spare the town. There was nobody holy. He burnt it to the ground. Solomon and Gomorrah no longer exists. See, that God is very much present. But because when he looks at you, now he sees Jesus. He, 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 he has the patience of a father now. He, he has the understanding of a father. He, though you keep leaving rappers all over the ground. That won't make me stop loving you. Quiet. Come on, Cameron, let's go. Almost done. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with 
fervent heat. It says, listen, the day of the Lord is going to come. And it's going to come, and it's going to come by surprise. It, it, it's going to come. He says, I'm coming like a thief in the night. You won't even see it coming. We're going to wake up one day, and the, everything's going to be different. Mm. And the sky will be cracked. Everybody say amen to that now. Amen. See, everybody's afraid of this, afraid of the end. I pray for the end every day. Amen. I pray that Jesus will come every day. Jesus, will this be the day? Even if I messed up yesterday, I still pray. And it's like, man, there will be a day when the sky cracks and, 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 and a loud noise will happen and everything will be destroyed by fire. The earth will be burned to ashes. Everybody say amen. Amen. <laughs> Next verse. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what matter of persons? So since all this stuff is going to happen, so what kind of people should we be? You should live your life holy, devoted to God. Thinking this, this could be the day. I love it says to be devoted to God. That means to be in relationship constantly, to be, to have all your thoughts his, and, and, and I, it doesn't mean perfection, it means that you have a devotion to God that can't be broken. Amen. It didn't say a perfection, it said a devotion. Amen. Because you realize something, this is my father, and when he decides to wrap this party up, I have been adopted. Jesus has introduced me to the real father in heaven, and now because of that relationship, now because of the blood that was shed on my behalf. Now because I have not, my last name is the same last name as Jesus. He can return, and I'm ready for the return. Hallelujah. Not seeing him as God only, but seeing him as the Father. That's what kind of life we should live. Verse 12 says, you should be looking forward to the day of God, wanting more than anything else for it to come soon. When it comes, the sky will be destroyed with fire. Everything in the sky will melt with heat. So think about it. Think how hot something has to get to melt everything. Mm -hmm. There'll be no existence on this world. See, that's God who decided to let it rain one day and it never stopped until everything flooded. That's God who is going to allow this world to be consumed by fire. And all of those who are his children will be saved. And that's why he's saying, I haven't come back yet. I guarantee you, when they were writing this stuff, they probably thought this would happen in their lifetime. I guarantee you, when Peter was writing this, he was thinking, this, this this might occur in your lifetime to the people he was talking to. We're talking about centuries later. We're still talking about it. Verse 13. Kimberly, come on. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Now, with all that scary stuff that we just talked about, <laughs> we look forward to the new heavens. We look forward to the new earth. Because that will be the place where goodness lives. That's when you will be able to see the Father 
face to face. I'm telling you, if I when I, when I bump into Jesus, they're gonna need security. Because I'm gonna hang on to Jesus. They're gonna have to get bouncers to get me off of them. And then I'm gonna go to the Adam line and go, Adam. Dude. And then Adam's gonna be like, the Peter line and go, Peter, you, you're something else. I'm going to go to the Paul line and go, what was your problem, Paul? What was really causing you to have a thorn in your flesh? Because everybody speculated how, if it was your health or, I want to hear it from Paul himself. I want to get there and I want to say, where's my grandma? I know she's there. I'm going to get there and I'm going to go, Marilyn, we made it. Look, look, the father. I'm going to get there my mom will be there. My brother will be there. I'm going to get there most of my family will be there. I'm going to get there my children will be there. But I won't be the father. He will be their father. I hear that heaven won't have any nighttime because God's glory is too bright. I hear they walk on streets that are paved with gold. Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. In my father's house, there is many mansions. And one of them's got your name on it. Now, if you see God only as God, you'll miss it. So when you pray, you pray, my Father in heaven. I mean, if you call him God, he's not going to get mad at you. But it's the difference between like saying, Father, and dad. See, father is when the mom goes, wait till your father gets home. I'm going to tell your father. I get it all the time. I'm going to call your father. No. But when Courtney had these moments, she goes, she only calls me dad. Candace on my phone every other day. Dad. I'm like, you're married now. You're not my... Re Go away. Tell that to your husband. You don't even have my last name no more. But no matter what, it's still... Dad. It's not father. See, father is the role. Dad is the intimacy. God is the role. Father is the intimacy. And then the scripture goes, calling him Abba, which means dad. My dad in heaven. And that's not disrespectful. It changes your prayer life. Everybody say amen. Father, I give you glory and praise, and I thank you and praise you. Lord, I ask and pray, Lord, that you continue to grow closer to these people.
helping them to understand who you are. Understand what you're about. Thank you for your presence here. Lord, I love it when it's not a lot of people. Because you know what happens, Lord? You test me at these moments. I feel better now than I did last week in front of hundreds of men. So, Lord, I thank you and praise you that these people believe in you and trust in you. Lord, that you won't fail them. As they give you their issues right now, you know what they are already. So you, as they give them to you, I pray they give them to you in faith. So, Lord, as we continue to walk in your ways, we continue to pray to you. We continue to give you our lives as a living sacrifice. We ask and pray that you will just be not only God, but the Father of everything in our lives, controlling every aspect of what we're about, helping us in our time of need, and encouraging us along the way, correcting us when we need it, giving us the attaboy when we do the right thing, standing in front of us for protection when we can hide behind when the world gets a little scary, but also letting you step back and allowing us to to grow and move forward. We pray that the word will always be a lamp to our feet. We thank you for your son who has allowed us this access to you. So Lord, in Jesus' name, I'm asking that you do me a favor, that you bless everybody in this house, bless everyone who's not here today. Keep full potential and all glory will be yours. I promise I won't, keep, I won't take any. Lord, in Jesus' name, we all say thank you for being the Father. I might say thank you, Father, really quiet. I'm going to say it again. Thank you, Father. Thanksgiving is coming. I thank you, Father. For what? Everything. In Jesus' name. Amen.